Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. The feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. But call who? I want to call Michael. So you click on call log? Yeah, I've done that. And then the little phone? Yeah, and I click on the phone. Okay, we'll click dial. It's not. Click dial. Can you dial? No, click the up in the top. Hey, I'm clicking it. I can't see what you're doing. Well, come over. This is the intro to the podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> this is not the intro this to the podcast the of the me podcast. trying to call Welcome. someone back. No, we had a really Jeez, big show. Don't. We caught up with no, Alastair I'm Clarkson. We caught up with Regina Bird. We caught up with David Genford from the Australian Teachers Union. Speaking of strikes that are happening next week and what possibly could be done to avoid those, Woody. Uh, here's what you missed. I'm not speaking. No, you can't put that. You cannot put I sound like my mum trying to work out how to download an app. And I did so, say that. And I'll tell talk- you what, can I well, you gotta put it in context now what I was trying to do. I was trying to call Michael from Eagle Hawk Neck, who um mm. we gave away an alliance bar to. Which um don't, they don't make them anymore. Don't so. spoil what happened. Do not spoil what happened. We're I, to talk the to him stock on, take was wrong. We're talking to him on Monday about what actually happened, and that is a lie, what you said. And I ate it. That, uh, why are we telling people on the podcast? That's an insight. Don't tell Michael. That's what I was trying to call, though. That's who I was trying to call now, Michael, after the show, to tell him. Are you going and down to I, The only Eagle reason Hawk? I know Michael is because I go to Delicious all the time. Are you going down the neck this weekend? Not now. No, you, you think can't. I'm going to show my face down there no, when I haven't got an alliance bar for it? absolutely can't. Here's what you missed. This is Woody and Tubes. Live on the listener app, right across Tassie, and here in Hobart on FM 107.3. Good morning, Hobart. Good morning, Tasmania. Good morning. If you'd like a ticket in the meat tray, give us a call, one triple three five three. Simple as that. 100 bucks worth of meat that'll make you go... Wow, wow, Robbo. Robbo. You're sp- you're supposed- <laughs> I don't want to be though that duo that speaks at the same time. I know, but Robbo's Chicken and Meat have asked us to do it. So at, open at seven days time. in Glenorchy. Wow, Robbo. Okay. All right, let, let's try again. Wow, wow Robbo. Robbo. Wow, Robbo. Wow, Robbo. No, we do love Robbo's Chicken and Meat. They're so they give so us generous. 100 bucks every single week to give away in the Friday meat tray. Yep. Just call one triple three five three if you want a ticket. We've got a big show. Reggie Bird is in town. Oh, I forgot to tell my partner Erin about this. She loves Reggie Bird. She was going to write a thesis on Reggie Bird, she wasn't did, she? Well, she did write a thesis but was trying to get Reggie on to interview her but couldn't get it happening because this was back when Reggie was huge. She's still huge. She's the only person in the world to have won Big Brother twice. That's amazing. She's going to have a doco crew with her too, an entire film crew. Massive, massive. You'll be loving that, won't you? Can't yeah. get your face away from a camera. Yep, yep. Good so morning. she's going to join us. Morning to Scott and Montrose. What are you up to today? Ah, uh, back at work again today, end of the week, which is fantastic. Back oh. at work today. You've Where had you days been? off. Sorry, sorry again? You've had days off. No, no, no. I'm just saying about the end of the week. It's always good to Friday oh, get here. isn't it? Absolutely. What have you got planned for the weekend? Well, hopefully I've got a fishing trip tomorrow down Port Arthur, so it'd be nice oh. to get out, get out back out the boat again and catch a nice big fish. You know, you, you can um, take my co-host with you. He believes he's a squid whisperer. It's the most ridiculous oh. thing I've ever heard. Do it. He reckons he can whisper. Squids, come here, squids. Come on, come on, just jump it and That's he reckons they jump into the Problem boat. is, Scotty, uh, I get a little bit seasick, so not for me. No, thank you. <laughs> Good on you, though, Scotty. We'll pop you in the uh, meat tray drawer there. you got a ticket. Wonderful stuff. Uh, Lara in Old Beach. Good morning, Lara. Good morning. And wow, Robbo. <laughs> there you go. Robbo will love that. There you go. <laughs> hey, love what that. are you up to this weekend? Um, serving the finest coffee in town at the Great Escape Music Festival out at Mount Fuji. Oh, oh yes. Great Escape Music Festival. Who's who's the uh, artist in that, Lara? Uh, you know, you know I, because I'm 
I've got the phone to my ear. I can't see it. <laughs> I just can't see the playlist, but I'll be serving coffee. So. Nice. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I've just wow. found it. I've just had a little quick Google. G-Flip. Oh, my goodness. That's massive. Yeah. Northeast yeah. Party House, King Stingray, Sly Withers, Greta, Greta Ray. Greta Ray's going to be there. This is happening this weekend at Mountfield National Park, and Lara from Old Beach is going to be serving you coffee. Yep, Van Diemen's Cafe for you. Van Diemen's Cafe for you. There we go. It's also Free Plug Friday. We didn't even tell Lara that. Well done, Lara. Thank you. Have fun up at the festival. Be safe. Tessa is in the studio from our Triple M studios. Hello, Tessa. Hello. Now, what's uh, the making news also today? So we're also seeing that some of our pharmacists around Tassie are worried that people are skipping scripts or picking them up late because of the cost of living crisis. They're just choosing medication, one of those things that they just can't pay for at the moment. And some of our pharmacists are worried that that is being postponed. Oh, totally concerning. And we've spoken with pharmacists on the show because there was this notion that perhaps they could start writing the scripts. And these guys go to they go to school forever. Like they no do. one knows <laughs> drugs like a pharmacist. Yeah. And they basically what they were saying to us was that well they don't have the staff to do it at the moment. Yeah, well it comes as the state government actually yesterday um added hundreds of prescriptions to this list that they have of um, ones that you can get filled by a pharmacist if you can't get into a GP. So say you have a prescription for something like asthma puffers, diabetes medication antidepressants and other mental health um, kind of medications are all on the list. So if you have a prescription, you can't go to the GP to get it refilled. You can now go to the pharmacist. Excuse me. No, it's fine. Once, once a month, for one month, and you can only do it once a year, but you can go and do that so you don't have to go to the GP or the emergency department to get that filled. I think that's great. This is great news, and it, and it obviously is for emergencies only where you can't get into a GP or you can't afford to get into a GP. I think the concerning thing here for me is what you said at the, st- at the start of your, your talk there, is that people are skipping their medications yeah. that are necessary for them every single day. They're choosing to either eat or keep themselves warm or whatever it might be over their medications that they need every single day yeah. to survive. That's a concern for me. Yeah, and pharmacists were also saying, you know, they see a lot of families come in and get the medication, sorry, get the medication for their kids, but don't get their own prescriptions filled. Oh, God, filled. that's heartbreaking. That, and it is. And so just the other week, I had to get some a prescription. I totally forgot that it had run out. And I looked at when I could get into the doctor. It's like four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one that I had to have every day. And not only just getting into the GP, But then the cost. The cost. So Mm. we did the same thing for Molly, our five-year-old daughter who has a nut allergy. She's allergic to all tree nuts, requires an EpiPen. And we, uh, our EpiPen expired. It cost us $50 out of pocket just to get the script refilled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to get the script. So this, I mean, I'm in a privileged position that we could pay that and that we could get into a doctor but it's 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 a lot of money yeah it's a lot of money out of pocket so there's got to be some relief coming for those people out there that that are doing it tough you know hopefully we can start seeing our government are moving they moved on the allied health professional uh, agreement with an increase in pay and improved conditions hopefully they're going to do that for our teachers and we will get an update on that from David Jenford, the uh, Australian Education Union Tasmanian Branch Secretary a little bit later on and hopefully we're seeing some more cost of living pressures ease over the next few weeks. And we'd love to hear from you about anything. You can text 0488881073 Tessa Randello from our Triple M Hobart newsroom. Thank you. It's Triple M Breakfast. I'm feeling conflicted in my head. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is oh, at least you're feeling something in your head. Because you know, you know, mm. I feel we're hung, hungry all of a sudden, and we get Crips bread delivered. Yeah, there's no butter, but in the fridge is someone else's butter with their name on it. What do you think can, if I just you, took enough for two slices a, a, of bread? A tiny little knoll of butter. If I do, you think is that stealing? Uh, yeah, it is, but. Is it though? Like, I mean, they but they wouldn't notice, would they? Do they put their name on their butter because they're a celiac and they have no particular no, dietary requirements? Clearly, because people steal it. That's why. You've been doing this for a while. No, I, I haven't. I can I see swear it in your God, eyes. You have I been doing this. I swear to God, I haven't. I haven't. 
I'm a I'm a pastor's daughter, so I normally have a pretty good conscience. Yeah, but but when it comes to oh, being, I think you've done this before. I think I this haven't. Is... I swear, I'm not like that police officer. Did you hear about the police officer who actually uh, got done arrested for mm. stealing from the office fridge? A police officer. He was from nib- the office fridge. He was nibbling on people's food. He oh, was taking a, a bite out of sandwich here, having a little bit of a mouthful of. Oh, if you do, if you pasta if you're there. Ever, if you're having a bite of a sandwich, just eat the whole thing. No, you can't. Yes, that's if horrible. Don't have a bite and put it back, Why? you animal. Just eat the whole that's thing. That's actually worse. No, I think no. if I go and I see someone stealing my whole sandwich, I'm less pissed off than what someone someone's had a bite of my sandwich. That's that's wrong. How do how? Mm. What did we decide on? Am I having uh, a piece of toast? I. What name is it? What does it start with? I don't want to say now. Well. Because there's a couple of butters in there and they all have names on it. So no one would know. Which just one. take a little, tiny little bit from each one. <laughs> but remember that it could be someone who's a celiac allergic to gluten and then you give them a, a tummy ache. How am I doing that? It's their butter. I, if you di- Honestly, I live with a celiac, um, Kelly, shout out to Kelly, who had her own toaster. She couldn't even put, and then she'd have her own butter. I'm not- so she couldn't have us dip our knife our knife. It would into, be clean knife. Yeah, but then you spread your toast on your like, oh, I haven't got enough butter. So you dip oh, your knife okay. back in. Right, good. I'm glad we had this chat. So I will use a different <laughs> knife for every scoop of butter, yeah? I'm saying just take enough. Just go and do it. Hurry up. Right. And I know you've done it before. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not new. Ended up in hospital. They're attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not new. No, wait. I'm not finished. <laughs> There's a solution for people in either long-distance relationships or if you travel a lot. I'm going to show you a picture of what this is. This has been invented by a bunch mm-hmm. of students in China. It looks like a set of, um, like someone's mouth, a set of lips. It and is it, a set of lips. Is that what it is? It's a virtual kissing machine. <laughs> what a waste of it's time. a 3D silicon gadget, right, that has a mouth-shaped module. I promise you. And it is triggered through a kiss. So what you do is you would have one. Yeah. And I would have one. Or not me, Erin would have yep. one. Your partner would have one. And when you kiss these fake lips, it transfers that kiss to wherever your partner is who also has a pair of fake lips. And it mimics the movement, the temperature, the firmness. I'll show you a picture of two people doing it and try to explain it. <laughs> See if I've explained it properly. Well, for starters, they're next to each other. Why wouldn't they just kiss each other? Okay, well, that's just like, an example. They are literally side by side. So one of them is holding... It's like a connection for your phone. Yeah, so you add you it to your phone. You clip onto your phone, underneath your phone. And it's big lips. It's like FaceTime. So while you're FaceTiming someone, clicked underneath your phone is this big fake set of lips. You kiss the lips while you're FaceTiming someone. To me, they're doing it wrong. They need to Why? be in separate pictures on the oh, other yeah, side I of the globe. I get that, but it's just an example, Tubes. Now, I, I've got to worry that people won't just use these for kissing. I don't think that's your problem to worry about. You do worry about other people's lives a lot. Never buy a second-hand pair of lips. So it links to the phone via Bluetooth. I think this is absolutely incredible. It also has it's a function cut. where, say you haven't been kissed in a while, you can upload your own kiss and someone can send you a kiss. So you can virtually kiss people you've never met. Yeah, well, that's... um really great. You wouldn't use that. No way. You would not use no way. a kissing machine. No. Producer Real will have to put the pictures up. I do what because normal people do, like you said, and kiss a mirror before <laughs> I did that. <laughs> that's no, that's I practised on a, on a mirror and my hand. Who I doesn't never. do that? You practise with the real thing. <laughs> yeah, I've just got a bit of practising. Rookie. Yeah, learn on the job. Nah. <laughs> This is Woody and Tubes. He spent last year travelling the globe looking at state-of-the-art stadiums and now he is the new coach 
of North Melbourne, Alastair Clarkson, joining us next. Come in, Tessa Randello, straight from our Triple M newsroom. <laughs> she She's is. here to touch on a very serious topic that we've had this morning, Tessa. Um, okay, so this has just been invented. It is a 3D kissing machine if you're in a long-distance relationship. <laughs> you attach it to your phone. It's proper lips. That's and so odd. you make out with it's the lips... And so, then it Bluetooths to your partner who also has fake lips. Oh, no. And it mimics... Well, Back it up. You said they're proper lips. They're not. They're fake lips. They're yeah, latex they're silicon, lips. Yeah, but they mimic proper lips. And they mimic the temperature, the pace. I wonder if it mimics the tongue. I can't see a tongue. <laughs> Just I reckon lips. it would. And then it also mimics the pressure and the temperament. Now, your partner... You have a long-distance relationship. I do. Would you... I'm going to show you a picture. Would you use this, Tessa Randello? I, I would not. <laughs> Why? It, it looks a bit scary. And to be honest, I would be the kind of person to throw it in a cupboard and it might, like, fall. And yeah. let's say his just starts, like, moving at, like, midnight because it's in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching What that you're one. saying is that your partner's <laughs> lips have a mind of their own. I'm really dis- I'm really shocked at that. Really? I want to use it and I don't even have a partner. They look a little bit creepy to me. I think that's exactly what they're for. You know, producer Reese. For people like you. Put a video up. Oh, yeah, the video. If you want to see the video. Oh, my goodness. You've got to go and look at the video. It's loose. It is loose. The Triple M Hobart socials on Instagram, Facebook. Go and check it out. Thanks, Tessa, for popping back in. We're joined by the North Melbourne Football Club coach and passionate AFL Tasmania bid man. He was on the task force for a team and Tassie's 19th licence in the AFL. Alastair Clarkson, good morning. Good morning. How you going? We're great, Clarko. It's great to have you back in footy. You've been out of the game for a while. It's less than three weeks until your official return to coaching. Are you a bit nervous? Yeah, I'm really excited about the, the, the start of the season. You know, we're, we've got a journey ahead of us, but you know, there's some really great prospects at our, at our footy club, both on and off the field, and looking forward to just uniting the whole club and, and getting on this journey together. So, And part of that is obviously coming down and playing some games in, in, uh, in Hobart. I'm really excited about really linking arms with all the people down south and uh, getting them to follow the ruse. I know you are a passionate Tasmanian fan as far as footy goes, and Tassie is ready for that 19th AFL licence. What did you learn about Tassie footy during your time on the task force, Clarko? Well, the, the thing that concerned me, community footy has dropped away is, is, is the club being the real pivotal Part of the part of the community, you know, a lot of clubs have either folded or uh, or emerging. You know, you know, followed a little bit, not really closely, but a little bit the track of the Glenorchy Footy Club, yeah. for instance, yeah. a really really proud club. And for whatever reason, they're they're starting to battle a little bit at the moment. Mm. Hopefully, that's just temporary. And football in this country is something really really special. Netball clubs, tennis clubs, cricket clubs, it's something really really special in this country. And we want to do everything we can to not let that drop away because, you know, it's particularly in my little community where farming was such a big part of the community. You know, the football club was the reason farmers came into the into the town. Otherwise, you wouldn't see these guys. They have been described as churches in some way, like those football and sporting clubs, very, very important on so many levels, as you say. You've been travelling around the world last year uh, to study state-of-the-art stadiums. What did you learn from that? The most intriguing thing, what's happened with stadiums around the world, is it used to be, whether it was at um, amateur or uh, all professional level, you put together a footy ground that was goalposts at each end, grass in the middle, and <laughs> got, you got a footy and we just all had a kick around. But And you did that once every two weeks at your home ground. Now what they're looking for, particularly at professional level is how you can build a precinct around that ground so it can become a 24-7 multi-purpose multi-functional facility that the whole community can use and so think about the Macquarie Point site for instance which is just so close to the CBD these precincts around stadiums around the world are actually identifying how you can link with a university or a theme park or a, a shopping center or a hospital or a sports medicine facility convention centre, how can we turn that precinct into something that's just unbelievably exciting and it just thrives and has a pulse seven days a week rather than just one day every 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 fortnight. And Tasmania's got a real opportunity and, and in particular Hobart to really be world leaders in this in this space. And this isn't a football decision around the build of that stadium. It is an economic decision. It's what 
what could really put Hobart and Tasmania on the map, particularly in AFL footy. Well, Alastair Clarkson, we really appreciate your time. North Melbourne play four times here in Hobart at Blunster Arena this season against Port Adelaide, GWS Melbourne and the Gold Coast. Clarko, all the very best for the season at hand. Yeah, thanks for your support. Good on you guys. It's Triple M Breakfast. Producer Rhea, we've yes. been talking about this virtual kissing machine which has been invented and how do you describe it, Jubes? It's um, fake lips, but it looks real. They look like real lips. You attach it, it to your phone. That's exactly how I describe oh. it. I'd also I describe it as a waste of time. No, because it's beautiful. So it's fake lips. You attach it to your phone. The other person, whoever they are, attaches the lips to their phone. Did you turn my mic off? No. You just turned my mic off. Did I? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I think I've just discovered Who something. Who gave that might... him? Yeah, that's... Is that it? <laughs> Did I just do that? <laughs> well, well I might see. have figured something out. Try it guys. again. Like, try it again and see okay, if you... Okay, keep... Oh. What? <laughs> this Who is pretty Who gave good. him that power? I think I've found... Wow. What could make me a superhero on the radio. <laughs> oh, ha, ha. We're all having a good time, aren't we? Well, How I, much are these fake lips? I wouldn't be lips? using my fake lips you on you, that's one? for sure. I'd hope not. I want I want to go thirds in it. No. Because I want to bring one to Tazzy. I'm out. And I want to see. No, so basically, you. it mimics the temperature. It mimics the movement. So you kiss these fake lips, and then that transfers to the fake lips that the other person are has. Are they specifically moulded to your partner, or are they just generic lips? They're just generic lips. My understanding <laughs> is at this stage, Rhea. <laughs> well, you How can. Much? I've found a website that's mm. selling them. It's in Chinese, but the Australian conversion is. It says that it's about sixty-two dollars. Yeah. To 125. So maybe there's different models. I don't know why it varies. How, how many? Well, maybe one has a tongue and one doesn't. Maybe True. one has saliva. I don't know. How far does it go? I'm how out. much do we have left in our budget for this? I'm out. I'm uh, out. I think it's in the negative. For this month the, already. I'm not. I'm out. I'm out. Could you just send it to. Just cut my Triple M breakfast. Rodney Insignet has called us on 13353 asking a question. Why are banks putting up flexible interest rates without an interest rate rise? Is that legal? Well, Rodney from Signet, we're going to get our finance guru on Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth to answer your questions. Yeah, that is coming up next. If you ever want us to look into anything, please call us, text us, give us homework. 0488 is the text. This is Woody and Tubes. Rodney Insignet asks, why are banks putting up flexible interest rates without an interest rate rise? Is that legal? Well, to talk all things finance, we always go to our financial guru, Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth. Good morning, Hawkey. Uh, good morning, Tubes. How are you going? It's a great, great question, isn't it? It is a great question. Do we have an answer, Hawkey? Yeah, look, it's so important to understand that the Reserve Bank of Australia, or the RBA, is responsible for promoting that overall financial system stability, but it is not uh, in the place to dictate what banks should do with interest rates. They only, no, they're not obliged to follow the decision of the RBA, but they typically keep an eye on the cash rate to form part of their decision when they're rising or, or dropping interest rates. Well, I've seen my interest rate go up dramatically in the last eight months, Hawkey. Yep. So that you're telling me that what should I do? Like, what should I be able to go around and ask different banks about my interest rate? Should I try and get a new interest rate on my home loan? Because that's a bit of a pain. Yeah, look, it is absolutely a bit of a pain, but it's a lot easier than it used to be. You've got to remember, too, there's a, you've got to have the difference between depositors and lenders. So what's the bank going to give you on a deposit, like a term deposit rate, and therefore what are they lending out of? And depending on how much deposits they have in will determine what their interest rate is they're going to lend out on. But right now, I mean, second-tier lenders are, are certainly being competitive. I know for myself with a second-tier lender, I rang them up and said, look, I need you to look at my interest rate. I've had you know, nine consecutive rate rises, and they dropped it by 0.3% on a five-minute phone conversation. So it can happen. It's easy to happen. But also seeking some good advice from a mortgage broker is a great way to shop around and see who's out and about. So that would be your advice for Rodney from Signet? Look, I'd say to Rodney, it is disappointing, Rodney, that banks do move interest rates when the RBA may not. Maybe they delayed it, so maybe you've got a bit of a better deal over that short term. But I'd be ringing your bank, and if they don't come to the party, uh, go to a mortgage broker and shop around. There's some great second-tier lenders. There's some great mortgage brokers in Hobart who can help you out, not only to find the best rate, but then also help you move into that different mortgage. And, of course, if people need specific financial advice, we do recommend they go and see a financial guru like yourself, Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth.
Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. If there's anything you want us to look into, anything at all, send us a text, 0488881073, or you can always call 13353. I hope that answers your question. Rodney from Signet. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. Love getting your texts on 0488881073. Free plug Friday it is today. Yes. If you want to get a free plug in, you can send your texts through to 0488881073, just like Steve DeVroe has. Free plug Friday, the Tasmanian Trotting Club are racing Sunday evening with the first heat of Group 1 150k Tasmania Cup. First rates at 5.27pm Sunday. Cheers, Steve. Good on you, Steve. Love your text. This one comes in. It's quite a bit woody as I get through it. Okay. Hi, Woody and Tubes. It's a real shame that our teachers have to strike. Their conditions are dramatically different to what they were just a decade ago. Our kids need a quality education to assure the future of our state. I stand with our teachers, Mark in Lena Valley. And, of course, we're going to be touching with the unions, the teachers' unions, after 8 to find out what it means for you. And they're not necessarily asking for money, more support. No, the teachers will be striking next Friday from 1.30pm, walking off the job as they have been trying to get better conditions for their workers over the last 18 months. You can also call us, one triple three five three, just like Shelley in Brighton has. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning. You've got a ticket in the meat train. If anyone else wants a ticket in the meat train, it's 100 bucks worth of meat, one triple three five three. Now, Shelley, you've come to us with a bit of advice for Woody. It's okay for her to do what? She can have a little bit of butter, just a little bit, but she needs to leave a note. Oh. Uh, To say, hey, look, I couldn't get to ask you. You wasn't here. I've just borrowed a little bit of butter. I'm sorry. I'm struggling. With the work fridge here, it's communal, and I wanted a piece of toast, and I don't have any butter, but there's about five different butters with people's names on it. And I'm really conflicted by this, Shelley. It's like the devil and the angel. And well, I'm struggling. I've had this problem myself at work. Yeah, have you? And they didn't just borrow my butter; they took the whole tub. Oh my I, god! I just got wild. Oh, <laughs> I was just tub. like so infuriated. I'm like, if you'd have just asked me, I would have said yes. But the problem but is, I'm you're not borrowing it. You're not borrowing the butter. No, you're, you're not t- paying it back. You're just taking it, really. But you should ask. Or leave you a know. note is your suggestion. Or leave a note, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm leave gonna, a little note. I might leave a note, Shelley, and I'll say... No, I'm, it was just me. I just took a little bit. Yeah. Just wanted to let you know, do the right thing. And then I'll say, love tubes. No. Love yeah, tubes. You would. Exactly. That's exactly. And then they'll right. be going, oh, she's a rumen. Oh, no, they'll be going, tubes, that sounds about right, <laughs> stealing people's food. This is no good. Don't steal my butter is my hot tip. Thanks, Shelley. Yeah, I got wild. They took the whole tub. I was wild. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You got a ticket in the meat tray. Peter Forty Ford, Australia's number one entertainment reporter, joins us on one triple three five three. Morning Forty. Oh, I love Reggie. She's always good fun. Oh She's my god! Do you know that uh, she had security guards the first time that she won Big Brother, and they were J Lo's Jennifer Lopez's security guards, and they said it was harder looking after Reggie than J Lo. Like that's how crazy the fans were. What, because Reggie was a diva? <laughs> no. People just wanted to touch her. Everyone wanted to touch her. Oh, my God. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, she's sure, doing a docu- I'm sure the memories live on. <laughs> she's doing a documentary, so they'll be in here as well, Forty. Oh, good. Well, she's great. She's an amazing mum and she's an amazing woman. Yeah, she, she certainly is. Absolutely Forty, is. Forty, there's been uh, demands for the project to be axed. Yeah, this is after a comedian was on earlier in the week, Ruben Kane. He made a joke about Jesus, and mm. uh, people got very upset, and they all gather up on social media and say, "Axe the project," and this is disgusting, and all that stuff. So the next night, they did a, a an apology on air, Waleed and Sarah Harris, which I think, to be honest, only kind of fueled the flames, fanned the flames even more. And this whole thing is on now. The show's got to be axed. I mean, I, I saw it, and I didn't see it at the time, but I've seen it subsequently. And I've got to be honest with you, the word he used, I didn't think that was a sexual reference. I just thought the word meant going out and getting drunk and partying. And so, I mean, it doesn't totally change my view, although they, he certainly shouldn't have done it at 7.25. But, you know, there's still kids watching yeah. then. Uh, so I don't think that's that's okay. But, you know, it's live TV, and that show is so formatted and so planned that, you know, when they finally do something that's a bit looser and a bit live, 
suddenly there's all this blowback. Yeah. What do you think the project will survive? Like, uh, it seems, in, yeah, regardless of that, it just doesn't seem like it's raining. Well, or... no, this new shake-up hasn't worked. Yeah. Nothing, it's actually the ratings have gone down, not up. Mm. So it is on very shaky ground. Whether they would exit, you know, soon or whether they will see the year out, I don't know. But there's no doubt that at the moment the last thing they need is a big controversy like this. Now, so far there's been no talk of people pulling money out, sponsors mm. pulling money out. That's when networks really will start to take it seriously. At this point, it's more about sort of angry people on Twitter which is why God created Twitter so <laughs> angry people can get together. <laughs> it's a meeting ground for the furious Ed, 40. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. I've been lucky enough to see Ed Sheeran once. He is incredible. It's a one-man show. What happened? What was the chaos that happened last night? Oh, we had one of those ticketing disasters. He was doing the MCG almost. Well, it was a record, actually. It was 105,000 oh people. God. But tonight he will break his own record because they've sold 107,000 for tonight but um, yeah at the MCG there were it's hard to know exactly how many but they're saying thousands of people couldn't get into the MCG because the tickets the app was not working and it wasn't recognising the tickets and so I mean there's always a plan B but it just completely slows down the process so people you know missed the opening acts and the warm up acts etc but as far as I could tell uh, it seems like everybody finally got in there in time for the actual Ed Sheeran show but people are just raving about it too. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a class act. That yeah, Ed Sheeran, Peter Forty Ford. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. We'll Have catch you Monday. This is Woody and Tubes. Sky joins us on one triple three five three. Good morning, Sky. Uh, good morning. Hi, Shelley. <laughs> Shelley, been before. What's your, what? Shelley rang before saying that it was okay. Yeah. To pinch yeah. the butter. No, I just yeah. want to... Can I just reset, please? I haven't done it yet. There's a communal fridge here at work. There's five different butters in there. They're all named. And I just desperately wanted a piece of toast. And I didn't know if I could take a sliver. Absolutely you can. Can I? Yeah. It might be stealing. Well, like, you only have rules. You wouldn't need rules unless you could break them. <laughs> you only need rules to break them, no, Scott. I That's like your... that. That's going to be my yeah. motto. How fast are you driving up the highway right now, Scott? That's, that's uh, well, question. I'm on the outlet, so I'm doing 50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, things on the outlet I... are looking a little bit slower, Scott. Thanks for your traffic update. And you've got a ticket in the meat tray. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks to Robbo's Chicken and Meats, where we always go. Wow, wow Robbo. Robbo. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the idea, though, of Shelley saying leave a note because then I could put anyone's yeah, name down. Then you s- it wouldn't be me. Thank you, sir. Be- yeah, well, you're actually publicising it here now on the radio. What? I'm going to tell... I know exactly In who the it words is. of Shaggy? I'm going to tell these purple people. It wasn't me. What a treat it is to have the winner of Big Brother twice over... Reggie Bird, Tazzy's very own. Welcome into the studio. Thank you for having me. Such a treat. It really is. And you've brought with you a film crew. We're going to cover off on that in a second what you are up to. Yep. But how has it been since winning Big Brother for a second time? The only person in the world to do so. Oh, there's been a few, actually, I found out. No, so, but not Tasmanians, <laughs> but not, not quality Tasmanian no, human no. beings. Yeah, um... Gosh, I think oh, I don't I, care. I don't I, want to know. Yeah, that. I don't care. But I'm the first in Australia. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. That's great. That's good. <laughs> How's yeah. it been since being out of the house and being knocking about with the public again? Yeah, it's it's really different this time round. Like the first time, I couldn't walk down the street without getting chased, and I had to have security guards with me, like bodyguards. And, we were talking um, about that just before yeah. because you had security guards that also looked after Jennifer Lopez. Yes, and he said they said it was crazier looking after you. Yeah. And not because you're a diva, just because everyone wanted to touch you. Touch me, yeah. It was insane. <laughs> and then this time it's like you walk down the street, no one gives a shit. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Oops, I didn't mean to swear. No, but that's okay. but that's, that's the, the difference, I think, because it was not that live aspect mm. and being pre-recorded, it was just so different. And social media as well. Oh, oh yes. Because yes. when you went in the first time, no social media. Didn't have any of that. And this time I had to sit back and watch all the trolls troll away and not say anything. Like that was really hard not to yeah. bite. Wasn't allowed to bite back. I remember so. talking to you around that time as well because people can just be idiots on there. Yes. But yes. they can. Uh, it was, oh, anyway, we don't need to give them any 
anytime, any time. Any No more oxygen. <laughs> so you're back. Yes, back You've home. You've got a film crew. Tell us about this documentary that you're making. So we're um, filming my bucket list. So I've, because I've been diagnosed um, with Usher syndrome, so uh, going deaf and blind, and I just want to get out there and make the most of life before it all deteriorates even more. So, um, and I thought, let's film it. And so, that's what we're doing. So you're documenting your bucket list. What yes. are some of the things that are on your bucket list, Reggie? Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I just I went to Darwin and swam, swam with the crocodiles. Oh, yeah, no. Loose. No, thank <laughs> you. Loose for me. Well, you, so you're in a cage. I oh, know it's probably yeah, a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like it was scary. Yeah, I I, I couldn't. Oh I lost track of him, and they said, "Don't put your don't put your back to a crocodile." And I couldn't find where he went. And and next thing, he's just snapped <gasps> against the thing, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's going to get me!" But um, did that went barramundi fishing, caught a big eighty four oh, nice. centimetre barra. Yeah. But um, and next um, well, I do want to do the Port Lincoln Great White Shark. Uh, in the cage there, but I want to leave that one to last in case I die. So <laughs> I'll do other things first. So you leave, and, that's smart, Reggie. Yeah. You leave the riskiest ones to the to last. To the last, yeah. I, th- I think that's brilliant. How many things are on your bucket list? Oh, geez, I've got, a, I've got quite a few. I mean, and also one of them is also, you know, I've been saying for years I want to write a book, so I've got to get that happening as well. I would love to see um, that, read that. Yeah, and even even here in Tassie, like, because I worked all the time in the fish and chip shop, I never got to travel much around Tasmania, so I, I still want to go and see Cradle Mountain and Freycinet and Bay of Fires and Strawn, like, oh, there's so much to see here as well. So, And when you're from here, you know, you so often we were travelling interstate. yeah. But now it. people seem to be travelling more, myself included, within the state. Yeah. I'm like, why am I leaving the state? Yeah. We're in the best bloody state in Australia. Yeah, so much to see here. So I'll be back. I'm, I'm here just for a short trip to uh, see the family because I haven't been here for nearly five years now. Five How years. How has it changed for uh, you for, from not being in back in Tassie for five years? Um, Can you see much of a difference? Not really. I just I noticed how dry it was, you know, when we we're flying in. But um, no, it's still still home. And that's yeah. what we love about it, Reggie. We yeah. love Tassie because it does stay the same, <laughs> even though it changes slightly. Yeah. Are there anything, any other things on your bucket list that are particularly unique, like fl- like swimming with sharks? Are you going to go skydiving or anything like that? Um, I don't know if I'll do the old skydive. I'm 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 afraid of heights, yeah. so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do that one. Um, but I'd like to do the also the whale sharks over was, in yeah. I was going to say this is incredible. You swim with these gigantic yeah. whale sharks. I think that's the only place you can do it. You can do it, yeah. That's so, on my list. Ningaloo as well. Reef over in WA, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. sensational. Yeah, but don't you worry that you might get swallowed? No. Well, like Jonah's Ark. Like, no, not Jonah's Ark. Jonah's Ark. <laughs> I'm a pastor's daughter. I can't even remember that. Would it, would it, Noah's Ark. No, the whale. What? Never mind. The whale. Moby Dick. No, the whale <laughs> in the Bible uh, that ate Jonah. Oh, mate, you are on some sort anyway, of different planet at the minute. <laughs> they're so big. They're so big. I would be scared it would swallow me. They, I think it's an incredible list and it's something that I think we all could do, yeah. especially as we're getting older. Yeah. And I think, you know, we... We get um, set in our ways and take things for granted, and uh, you know. And when you're lo- losing your sight, because I've just got nine degrees of pinhole vision left, and no peripheral, no night vision, and and it's, I'm just, you know, like got to get out there and, and make the most of life. So while I can still see with what little bit I've got left, that's a great incredible. message for everyone, yeah. Reggie, to go out there and enjoy life every yeah. single day. It's great to see you. It's great to see you inspiring people to do tick off things off their own bucket list. Yeah. All the very best with oh, your documentary you. and ticking all of those things off your bucket list. Reggie Bird, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody Thank and Tubes. Thank you for having me. Our state's best on show, Tri- Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. We have $100 cash to be given away right now. And two contestants join us on the line. Nathan in Sorrell. Good morning. Good morning. Your name is your buzzer, Nathan. Can you test it for me, please? Nathan. Brilliant. And Joanne in Howrah. Good morning to you. 
Good morning. Your name is your buzzer, Joanne. Can you test yours, please? Joe. Oh, I like the yeah, shorter ones. Yeah, shorter and quicker. Love I like it. it. I like it, Joe. I like a woman with a plan. Here we Ooh. go. Three questions, you two. The first to answer correctly, two questions, will win $100 thanks to Creative Modular Homes, fast, fabulous, affordable. Here we go. Question one. Where in Tasmania is the Barnboogle Golf Course located? Is it A, Binalong Bay, B, Bridport? Joe. Joe. Bridport. Nice, Joe. You upset there, Nathan, are you? Did you think? Well, anyway, yeah, it's okay. It's a, okay. <laughs> Here we go. I like it. I like it. Question number two. Oh, this is a tough one. When did the Premier say he hopes to see shovels in the ground for Macquarie Point Stadium if he is granted the federal $240 million grant? Was it A, 2024, B, Nathan? 20, Nathan? 2024. Nice. Oh, he's clearly listening. That yeah. was broken on our show here on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. All right. Tiebreaker here, Ooh. Nathan and Joe. What is the name of the Sunday edition of the Mercury newspaper? Nathan, go. Oh, Nathan. Sunday Tasmania. Oh, yeah. Well <laughs> done, Nathan. Oh, love it, Joe. A good sport. <laughs> Nathan, yeah. you've won $100 cash thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Nathan, what are you going to do? Are you going to come back on Monday for 200 bucks? Are you going to take the cash? Oh, come back Monday. I love it. Love it. it. A carryover champ coming back on Monday in Nathan. We'll be doing it all again on Monday morning. Bad luck, Joe. Nathan, we'll chat to you on Monday. Thank you. Good weekend. Yeah, you too. 200 bucks. That means whoever goes up against uh, Nathan on Monday is also playing for $200. This is Woody and Tubes. A week from today, teachers will be striking tubes. Yeah, they're calling for better pay and more support in the classroom. We've got the Australian Education Union of Tasmania president, David Genford, on the line. Good morning, David. Okay, how are you? We spoke about these with you in September last year. Has anything changed? Because I know then you were talking about how teachers need more support. Yeah, and if I could just quickly pick up on what Tubes was saying then we're actually the strike is definitely not about pay it's not about reducing our hours this is just about the support in the classroom and the government having a long-term commitment in making sure that we can improve the services we offer to our children and to support the teachers in the classroom and the workload they're currently under so in in regards to your question has, has anything changed there has been some some small movements um, I acknowledge when the Premier comes out and says that he's, we've got a package in front of us, but this is a system in crisis, so that the current package is vital, but we also need a commitment to say to the, that the Premier says to the workforce out there, we're willing to actually support you in the classroom. We want our children to get the best outcomes, and that's what we're currently standing up for. How did it get to this point, David? Um, it's, been, it's been really interesting. Um, before I took in this role, I was, I was just a teacher in the classroom and, and you start to see some of the, um, how to, how you deal with governments, etc. But we, we had a deadline of March 1. Uh, we were willing to negotiate as much as we could and it looks like we've just fallen short in being able to, uh, get an offer that we can take to our members and vote on. And, and when you get to an impasse in negotiations, you're left to limited, um, plans going forward. Um, Ideally, and I'd say this to members of the community, we'd love to have given more notice. However, after the 10th of March is two weeks of NAPLAN testing, and we didn't want to, in good faith, interrupt that testing, um, which we know can cause a lot of stress for students. Um, And that's why there's a, a bit of a shorter notice. That's why it's on a Friday. So we tried to give at least a week's notice, and we didn't want to go into that NAPLAN period. Oh, and we see this all the time. We see saw it with Allied Health. We see it with all of our essential services that they're almost so considerate when they strike because um, of that very reason. The repercussions you, to the public, absolutely, right? Absolutely. So what are those repercussions? What does this mean for parents or caregivers? What does this mean for them on that day? Well, at, at the moment, that's basically down to the minister, Mr. Gench, who's in charge of education. Um, he's the only one who can decide if schools close and, and what time they would close. But what we will be doing is we will be walking off the work site at 
um, which means and we have indicated to the Secretary of the Department that we could no longer provide duty of care at that time. Um, so now now it's kind of in the hands of the Minister, again, trying to, trying to give them warning, um, that, <clears throat> so eight days' notice before it happens, um, to help him make that decision. Um, we're not, yeah, as, as you said, Shoes, we're not the type of people who are going to strike the next day because that just throws everything into chaos. Um, but we've tried to give warning and now it's in the minister's hands as to exactly what happened. What is but it like what, what is it like for a teacher in the classroom at the moment? Oh, it's it's pretty crazy and but I, I really find it interesting because I talk to people who say, I know what it feels like I've got a partner who's a teacher or my brother or sister's a teacher. It's all you all you have to do is talk to a friend who's a teacher at the moment and ask them what it's like. Yeah. It's it's not what it was like 10, 15, 20 years ago when we were in the classroom. It is a, it's a complex world where you are trying your best to provide um, different learnings for different students who learn in different styles um, and you're dealing with increases in behavioural issues or um, whatever it might be. It's, it's a complex environment and sometimes we just need to not think schools what it was like when we were there as mm. adults. Um, and speak to someone who's in the classroom and, and what it's really like. We have seen, David, the allied health professionals threaten striking and then it not happen. Could this happen for your education union members? And uh, what needs to happen? Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm keen if the, the Premier or the Minister want to meet and we can discuss what where the shortfallings are. We've explained it to the negotiating team. Um, they've said to us that there's there's no more money available We've been trying to be really reasonable in saying that um, we actually spread out the support. So the, the, the sticking point is actually about the third year of the agreement and beyond mm-hmm. in regards to extra funding. This is not a demand for we want people in the classroom now. We understand there's workforce issues. We understand there's budgetary issues. Let's phase it in. Let's take our time, but let's get it. Let's get hope. The light at the end of the tunnel is the way I put. For, for some of our teachers. I understand. So you want a commitment from the government that support, there's a long-term plan for more support in the classroom. That's very reasonable, I think. Absolutely. That's that's exactly what we're asking for. Okay. David Genford from the Australian Education Union in Tasmania. You are the president there. We thank you so much for your time. No, thanks for having me on. It's One triple three five three. That is the number to call if you would like an Alliance bar. One of the very last ones in the world. They were made by a French patisserie chef here in Tasmania. Sold at Zeps, which closed down sadly. And Zeps have given them all to us. My fish, You've yeah. eaten twenty-two Alliance bars. Alliance. Bonjour. Kerry, Woody, how are you? What are these Alliance bars? It's a biscuit base, and on top of that is a chewy caramel, and on top of that is a chocolate mousse with peanuts through it, wrapped in milk chocolate and peanuts around the outside. It's like a Snickers bar, but better. On steroids. You keen for one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not allergic to nuts, are you, Kerry? No, only the couple on the radio. So what did you think of the Alliance Bar, Alyssa? Yeah, it was very nice. Uh, I don't know when it was the best thing I've ever had. What is the best thing you've put in your mouth, then? <laughs> sort of pasta, I suppose, but anyway. Pasta? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it, despite it not being the best thing you've ever put in your mouth. <laughs> Thank you. Tim in Acton. You want an Alliance Bar? Absolutely. I want one for my son, Louis. How old's Louis? Louis is seven. I had a birthday on the 18th <laughs> November. Yeah. Oh, of course, you can well, have one. Happy birthday, Louis, for about four months ago. Well done. Good morning, it's Anita. I'd like one for my husband. He just had his birthday a week ago, and his present still hasn't arrived in the mail. Well, I've used that oh, line right. before too, Anita. Let's be honest. <laughs> Tasmania have gone back to back. WNCL champions. Down in the rooms. Let's see if I can get Romy Molly happening again. We're going to get Romy Molly going again. Nah, Romy Molly's off duty because she's streaking. Amy Stalenberg, how does that feel? Oh, mate, I have never been a part of a match that's finished that way. That was absolute clutch, but I feel very relieved.
Hello, Michael. Michael, I heard that you may have tried to fact check some <laughs> of my stories. I did. Why? I thought some of these seem a bit long and stretched. Well, the one about the donkey is 100% correct. Woody's yeah. brothers whacked yes. her on the back of a donkey and then slapped its backside. Yeah. She said they went to church for two days. She went to church and all and then the third day or something, mum decided to take you to x-ray and she had a broken arm or elbow well, or whatever. Let's the give to to use, your brother found it extremely funny when he told me. <laughs> go, donkey! Go. Stubborn jackass! Hey Hello, Cherie. What is can it, we do for you? Um, yes, we're talking about the phones dropping out. Now, every time we go around Risenbrook, my phone drops out of the car. I just heard that guy complaining about the phone reception yeah. of the Red Hot Summer Tour. I think it's to do with the towers get congested, so they need to put temporary towers in there when there's large people. That's probably why you can't get them at the Jack Jumpers game either. You don't want to have a couple of drinks and drive. Well, yeah. my missus needed to be picked up. Tried to carry her just about, so... I tell you what, it's been a while since I've been carried. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Monique. Phone reception. As you know, I live in the Derwent Valley, and the phone reception in some parts of the valley is absolutely pathetic. And as I go up and down the mountain, every... Well, there we go. Oh, she's There's just an example. There's an example of what happens, Monique. You drop in and out. We're going to look into this. It's gone to the dog. Health and Community Services Union and Industrial Manager Robbie Moore. The strike action is off. What happened? What's changed? Well, Woody, because of the fantastic response from the community, and can I thank both you and Tubes personally for having us on and and for getting the word out there of how uh, allied health workers were being ignored by the government, we finally got a response that has absolutely improved the offer that is a big step forward and will mean that we have more competitive wages for allied health professionals with other states. Natalie in Lena Valley, you have scored yourself tickets to see Bat Out of Hell as performed by Chocolate Starfish, who I'm sure will sing Meatloaf a lot better than Tubes this morning, which <laughs> made me really, really yeah. frustrated. Frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to be a representation of his AFL gig, but... That was pretty dead on. <laughs> oh, that was the wrong choice of words. That's not the podcast. And this Ray is the outro. outro. No. Stop yep. it. You That's two have outro. to stop. This is the you outro. You left Dickhead on there the other day. Dickhead. You can't do I that. I didn't do that. You left it on there. You called me a dickhead, and that wasn't very kind. Oh, don't you dare. Don't you dare. You know I love you like a brother. Oh, right now, here we I go. Hate here you. we go. You're like an annoying you're older saying, brother. You're saying that while the red light's on above the microphone, and we know the microphone's on. You're Tell a- the people what you say behind closed doors. That I'm paid to like you? No, I do. <laughs> You are. You're like an annoying old, much older brother because you are the old one in the relationship. What do we got coming up on Monday? You're two hundred dollar get- carryover champ coming back for two hundred mm. bucks in Tassie Trivia. That's going to be huge. It sure is. We'll catch you Monday six a.m. Bye. Make sure that's on the podcast. <laughs> Woody and Tubes weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M breakfast.